We need revival. We need an awakening. But we cannot simply expect the Holy Spirit to come down and clean up all the mess we've made. We have clear direction from the Word of God with regard to what He has done through Christ. How He expects us to live. How He expects us to order His church. Start it right. Brought to you by ThisIsSalvation.com Hey guys, welcome back for another episode. And today I want to keep it short, but I also want to talk about persecution. So I'm not going to jump in deep with the topic, but I want to talk about maybe the beginning stages of what it feels like and what's going to happen when you become a Christian in the North American standard, as bad as that sounds. But I just want to gear that message towards people that are in this type of church and and business life and social life to, to know what you can expect. Because let's face it, persecution in North America is pretty mild. You're not going to get killed necessarily over it um, when you compare it to, you know, Pakistan or Saudi Arabia or anything like those kind of countries where they're predominantly Muslim or another religion. So we have it pretty easy, but there's some things that you can't be surprised about when it starts to happen. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 to about verse 5. And I'll just get into that right now. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you'll be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. And this is what I want to get to right here. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember, they will have to face God who will judge everyone, both the living and the dead. So my emphasis for this podcast and what I'm trying to get to in this message, and I'm going to keep it short, comes from verse 4 when it says, Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into these sins. And then it goes on to say, so they slander you. So I just want to tell you, don't be surprised and don't take it personally when this starts to happen. Remember, you're suffering for Christ and people are not going to understand what you stand for. And trust me, I've been there. When I turned my life around for Christ, when God was my focus and I said no to sin, and I said, no, I'm not going to go do those things on Friday nights. And I'm not going to go do those things on Saturday nights anymore. And I'm not going to come around and hang out in this group of people if they're doing these type of things because I don't want to be around sin or sinful actions or anything like that anymore. I'll tell you what, my circle of friends start to grow smaller and smaller and smaller. And I start to hear things. People start to say things about me. People start to make fun of me about the things that I do, the things that I say, the things that I represent. They would make fun of the fact that I just don't want to do certain things that they found were normal. And I'm pretty sure they think I'm crazy. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because 
I see in the word that the Bible says people are not going to like you because you follow me. People are going to hate you. And we have it so mild in North America where that's just it. People are not going to like you. People are not going to talk to you or you're just going to be, you know, no advantage given to you because of Christian. That's it. And I'll tell you, that's pretty easy if that's all the persecution we're getting right now. But I'm telling you, this is the beginning stages. This is the beginning, what it says here when people start to talk to you because they're not going to understand. This is the beginning stages of persecution in your life. Even if it's mild, it's still persecution. So don't worry about them. Turn to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Turn to them for your support. Iron sharpens iron. You don't need to please people. You don't need to go around and, you know, okay, I'm going to tone my Christian. No, you don't have to do that. Because it's coming. When you're a true Christian, when you're a light on a hill that shines into the darkness, people will notice and people are not going to like it. And I'm telling you this right now. I've been, I've heard it so many times. I've had people yell at me sometimes because they're talking about something and I don't really want to talk about it or I don't want to engage in the conversation or they want to go somewhere and I'm like, yeah, I don't really do that. I don't do those kind of things. And they just go, who do you think you are? You think you're holy? You think, I don't want to talk to you. Get out of my face. You think you're a Christian and blah, blah, blah. You think you're holy, but you don't, you can't talk to regular people normally. And they don't get it. And that's what it says here. They don't understand. They're, they're surprised when you don't do those things anymore. They're surprised because they don't get it because they don't see you as normal. And our society is anything but normal these days. So I want to keep that short. I want to talk about persecution later on in full detail. I want to go in depth about it. But I just want to tell you guys today, don't be surprised when people don't like you. Don't be surprised when people start to slander against you. But we consider it a blessing that people know that you're following Christ and that you're suffering for Christ. And I tell you, just live a blameless life. If people don't like you and they want to talk about you, live a blameless life. Don't give them a reason from your own actions for them to be mad at you. If they want to be mad at you, let them be mad at you and not like you just because you follow Christ and what he stands for. Therefore, you're blameless. No actions of your own, but only the way of Christ is offending them. And guess what? Christ and his message of forgiveness and, and, and against sin and repentance, it is offensive to people who don't want to live that way the people who don't understand, it is offensive to them. So it doesn't matter how you try to paint it or sugarcoat it. It's just going to always be offensive to them. So pray for them, teach them the gospel, tell them about it, and pray that the Holy Spirit opens their heart. But stay strong. These are the beginning stages. And just get close to Christ for comfort because it's going to get a lot worse. Anyways, you just heard it. Go tell someone else. We'll talk to you guys in a few days.